And that's the most exciting part behind the scenes is we keep students at the center of our work. Welcome to the hashtag Proud to be LBUSD podcast series. I'm your host, Christopher J. Itson, and today I have the privilege of speaking with LBUSD district leader Jandela Faulkner from the Office of Curriculum Instruction. Today we'll be learning about some of the important work she's engaged in to support students during this really challenging year. So, Jandela, thank you for joining us and uh, welcome to the studio. Glad to be here, Chris. Thank you. So, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your role in LBUSD, how you got to where you are now. Well, I go all the way back. I was a product of Long Beach Unified K-12. So after receiving my credential and other education, I came back and was a classroom teacher for almost 20 years. I've landed in curriculum instruction professional development because my heart is there. I know I can touch many students. So um, in my role as an ELA curriculum designer, I've taken on the job of redesigning or rethinking our SEAL program for the summer. Um, I took that position on last summer, knowing that we were in a pandemic, we went full digital. So the work that I do now really does allow me to touch many students through curriculum. And the exciting part is expanding that curriculum out to enrichment and acceleration and just having kids think deeply. So that's what I do right now in Long Beach. Awesome. Sounds fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and it must be so crazy with, with I mean, not only the challenges of the pandemic, but even the virtual world and the digital world is changing exponentially, you know, every month practically. And so I'm, I'm sure your toolkit is just expanded beyond what I envisioned. You know, we did in-person PD, we did paper pencil kind of curriculum. And to pivot last March 13th, it grew our skill set in a whole different way. As I've seen teachers grow their skill set, students grow their skill set, but it's allow us to put some new energy into our work and think a little bit differently. So it has been exciting. I'm a little daunting at first, Mm -hmm. but in the end, we're coming out better than we were before, for sure. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about, you mentioned SEAL and that's really one of the big things that we're here to talk about today. So tell, tell us a little bit about the background, how it started, what it was, and then we'll get into where it's going because I know you have some exciting stuff to share. Yeah. So SEAL historically was a summer program that we started a few years back and it had the name Summer Enrichment and Learning. And sites got to really decide what that looked like for students to extend their school year out, give them some opportunities to think more broadly about what learning looks like. Last year, we did a little evolution, knowing that our students were outside of the classroom. They might need some additional supports to extend or not remediate, but fill some gaps possibly due to the pandemic, due to the emotional upheaval. So last year, I was asked, along with my colleagues in the Office of Curriculum Instruction, to think about SEAL a little bit differently, not just to think about it full digital, because that's what it was going to be last year in our 1920 summer school, um, but to think about how we could diversify the experience through text, through math-rich experiences, so that students could leave that summer growing, accelerating their knowledge. So last year we did all digital. We worked with Epic Techs. We digitized every single thing that the teachers would need in both ELA and math. But then we had an additional component of social-emotional learning, knowing we needed to wrap support around these kiddos as they transitioned out of a very odd school year into a summer extension of learning so that we could invite 
invite them in and know, hey, we're all in this together and we're going to support you. So that's where I was last year in thinking about SEAL. And it's a funny story, Chris, because I was at home and we had this deadline. It was a crazy deadline. Like, you guys have got to design this curriculum. You've got about three weeks. And if you've ever sat back and designed curriculum, you start with the standards, you think about the text, all of those things. And I remember sitting on the couch with my daughter, who's also a product of Long Beach Unified, um, was graduating from the couch last summer. And I said, I've got to design this seal. And she goes, Mom, you need to ask kids. Imagine a better world. And so that became the concept we decided to build the curriculum off was imagine a better world and thinking about those questions that students could investigate about themselves, about their community, about the inventions or things that we create to make our world better. So that was last year's seal. And we're carrying that concept, that theme through to this year's Hmm. seal. But it's undergone a kind of a big shift this year. Um, And the big shift is kids are going to be in person. Hmm. And let me tell you, the joy that brings to me are teachers and students. I'm seeing students just enjoying connecting again. So we did have to ditch the digital curriculum and think differently. Hmm. So what are we going to offer in-person instruction? How can we really identify texts that lets them expand this concept of imagining a better world through diverse perspectives, through characters with diverse experiences, diverse ideas that they bring to the table when they think about imagining a better world? So to have the support of the elementary executive office to say, look, design it the way you envision and, and dream big. That meant we were going to dream big. So this year, we are going to go full in person. SEAL now stands for Supports, Enrichment, Acceleration, and Learning, which means we are going to identify, and we already have, identify real text that kids are going to hold on to. Not reading through the screen anymore, but touching text again. We identify text that allow, again, that diverse perspective but we really listened to some of the feedback of our teachers. We looked at the text we identified and thought this needs to be readable, but it also needs to have rigor in terms of what we're having kids explore. So the ideas, the diverse characters allows that rigor to come in as we think about where do we need to accelerate in the summer. Something really cool about SEAL this year too is working with the math office and them thinking about how can we bring in that fun of number sense into this whole idea of imagine a better world and what is something that's worldly, something where we all come together and that's the Olympics. Hmm. So math has broadened out this imagine a better world to this inclusive opportunity to think about math as Olympians. So I just thought, wow, math office, you guys are really taking us to the next level and thinking about the real world application of math, the real world application of English language arts and thinking about, I need to read and explore and think about how I can be a part of imagining a better world. And this year, we've gone even further. We're going to be adding a science component. Mm -hmm. So students will have a day, a part of their day devoted to mystery science, exploring concepts in science that goes across reading and math. And then we're going to wrap it all together with an art exploration. That's where our SEL is going to come back in. Last summer, it was truly pulled out. We've got to wrap these kiddos in support. This time, we're interweaving it through expression and art. Hmm. So every week, our kiddos will be investing time daily into thinking about all of these concepts in math, all these concepts in English language arts and science. What does that look like in action to create an art piece where I'm thinking about all of this coming together? And I can 
can express myself in another form that's not writing, that's not a math computation, but is me envisioning my better world through art, through crest making, through mass making. So I'm so excited. As you can tell, I'm going <laughs> on and on about it because this is really the fun part of writing curriculum is yeah. envisioning how kids are going to do it this summer for sure. That's amazing. And yeah. I, I mean, we think about what <laughs> summer school traditionally is in everybody's mind is it's kind of this remediation thing that we deal with, but you're talking about something so much revolutionary and how much more in this time, you know, to yeah. state the obvious, but with the pandemic and, and, you know, as you and I were talking outside, walking in and seeing kids on campus and just the sound and having that richness, how grateful I feel for that every day now and being on a campus. So exciting to have students back across the district. So you talked, one thing that I really connected you were saying is really listening when you were talking about your daughter and then really listening to students. What was some of the ways that you engaged teachers that participated last year and got their feedback? And how did that kind of guide this planning as you guys are reimagining all of this? Excellent question. That's super important. Our teachers are the facilitators of this curriculum. And something that we always say in our office is you can buy something, but it's the people that drive the work. So what happened was three points throughout last year's SEAL, teachers were sent a Google form to give us feedback, mm. the beginning, the midpoint, at the end. That was also done with our parents and our students as well. Mm. So in thinking about and going back to that feedback before we redesign this year, we needed to really think about how can we strategically support teachers who in turn will support our, our students and our parents. So some of the feedback we received from teachers was very well organized. You really helped me to think about planning. Um, and we really responded to that, even going down to daily planning to support them. Mm -hmm. Another key piece that we kept in place is they recognized the diversity of characters and situations in the text that we had identified. Mm -hmm. And to actually get emails from teachers um, saying, you know, that one text you selected with a Muslim uh, student at the center, I had a student in my class finally say, that's me, that's my family. And that's the kind of feedback that drove my desire to do even better this year. Mm. So in thinking about teachers, we knew that we had to find a way so they could be flexible in their planning, but not to extend their day beyond their duty day already by that much. And we read that, I'm spending three hours planning, I'm doing this type of planning. So our response in making it better for that flexibility and that day-to-day -day planning, along with our colleagues in the elementary office of giving them more planning time, we really feel like we've supported them based on that final feedback that they gave us. But the true qualitative feedback I received was through emails, hmm. was teachers texting me and calling me saying, this is working, inviting me into the class, Chris, to watch these lessons play out. That will hit you more than a Google form mm. feedback will. Yep. So on the flip side, t uh, our students, you know, we're talking elementary. So they're going to say things like, oh, it was long. Oh, I didn't want to do this. <laughs> but where we saw that we needed to amplify and continue in this, um, this year's SEAL was a key question we saw in this form is, how did your teacher make you feel? Mm. And what these students said was, I felt welcome. I felt like I belonged there. They cared about me. So we knew that it was going to be truly important to continue that socio-emotional impact. But let's extend beyond reading and writing and bring in those other types of learners mm. that express through art, that express through science. So looking at those key pieces of feedback really helped us to drive, I think, of as a better SEAL experience this summer, for sure. That's awesome. And I think even in, in hearing you, the feedback from being invited into that space, you're obviously seeing the students engage and being able to hear that and, and get those connections as well. So what, you, I mean, you've kind of gone into it quite a bit already, but but 
where are you going in the sense of um, what's dramatically different since it is like when you're thinking about your planning and now that it's in person, you, you just said you had to pivot, pivot to digital, now pivot back. What are some, some of the big key takeaways right now? The big key takeaways is we can't remove the whole digital aspect. We now have teachers that are used to kind of a hybrid type of teaching experience. So we knew that the resources to support SEAL needed to have that same kind of hybrid feel. Um, so full digital last year, this year, slight um, digital decks to support them, still the multimodal, meaning we really layered in videos, pictures to really support the rigor of conversation. So that hybrid model of a little bit of digital, we needed to also have that in-person experience, starting to think about, okay, we're going to have kids in class. This is awesome. What does that look like to have collaborative groups where you possibly can't pass a paper? Mm. What does it look like to create resources that honors those parameters but also allows for active participation, that allows for our teachers to say, that's what I need to do with this small group, and there's the resource for me. Mm. So that was one of the big pivots for us. We thought, okay, we can't just remove all the digital. We've got to have this kind of hybrid approach, a little bit of digital, along with the handheld tools that our teachers are used to, going back to those, but honoring that there are new parameters in place to in-person. So that was one of our big pivots. The other one that was much more exciting to us is we had to step away from digital text. The, it is truly a concern of our parents to have our kids reading off screen so much. Mm -hmm. um, I am a digital um, immigrant. I love reading print on screen, but I still print things to annotate. So we knew that we were going to have to pivot there. So that allowed us to pick hardcover text, mm. text that could have kids touching and annotating again. But even better is those texts are theirs. They'll take them home at the end of the summer, continue to explore those ideas with family members. And that's that real bridge between schools and our community mm. is, this is what I'm doing in class. I'm going to come home. I'm going to share it with my parents. So pivoting in those two ways was both exciting and a little daunting at first to think about okay, we did all digital supports, all digital links. What does it look like now to go back to a concrete lesson plan that has this hybrid kind of feel of mm -hmm. digital supports with handheld supports? So um, once we figured out what that would look like and got the green light to go, think big, think envision, then we were all in 100%. Mm. And we started just kind of working together. Um, in our office, we do a lot of collaboration and feedback. You take a stab at it. Let me take a look at it. And then we come to a better place with a better product. So those are the two big pivots we knew we were going to have to do this mm. seal. That's awesome. And I think that when we talk about, you know, the new normal or, or things are never going to go back the same and we're now we're kind of going into this new frontier and your your team is kind of on the front line of what instruction is going to look like when we really think about our pedagogy and, and the difference in approaches that we're I, – I, I can't imagine how many of our teachers that were tech phobic had to get through the last year and a half and figure it out. But then hearing these great stories about teachers figuring it out because that's what teachers do. Mm -hmm. um, but now you're talking about another layer, right? Now we're yeah. changing it again really to connect with those students. So what what's anything else you would want the community to know, uh, internal and external, about the work that your team is doing? What's something to wrap up on? We're thinking very deeply about how these kids can walk in to these four weeks of summer school with one idea maybe one thought about themselves and maybe not being able to make changes in the world, not seeing the real world application of math or science, to having them walk out saying, this was the best summer ever. 
I have read, I have discussed, I have written, I have used my number sense, my scientific thinking to really think about how I can impact the world, how I can become a global change maker. And that's the most exciting part behind the scenes is we keep students at the center of our work. What will kids say about this? What will they need to unpack? And how can we have them walking out of SEAL with that backpack full of books, those counting collections, those summer experiments, those art pieces, and bring our community in and say, look, when they go to SEAL, we are really trying to build global change makers. And if their work isn't globally fed or felt, excuse me, it's got to be community felt Mm -hmm. because that's what we're about. We're about getting these kids ready for whatever career they want to go into, whatever college they want to go into, or maybe being community ready to make changes in their community, which would impact their world. So that's what we'd want the community to know. This is going to be a fun summer. This is not going to be a summer of remediation. It's going to be a summer of rigor, acceleration, so that we can have kids thinking deeply about the world and how they can make it better. Thank you so much for joining us today. I loved it, Chris. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of the Proud to Be LBSD podcast series. If you like this episode or are interested in hearing future episodes, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at lbschools.net slash YouTube or listen wherever you access podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LBSchools, IG at Long Beach USD, and on Facebook at Long Beach Unified School District. We'll see you next time.